1: All right. Welcome back to the Survival Basic Badass podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about playing in the dirt. Um, I love playing in the dirt. I bought a tractor. I love playing in the dirt so much. I like go out, dig holes, move dirt around. Sometimes I just pick it up one part of the yard, put it in the other part of the yard, whatever. It's just a great time. I mean, kids have been doing it, you know, two years old on. You're like, I'm going to go play in the dirt. Some start even younger. Um, all right. So caching, uh, you know, burying supplies. Kevin, why would we even want to do that? Like, I don't even understand why would I want to put my awesome new toys in the dirt
2: right right i mean why not keep them in your basement where you're already keeping all your stuff why not keep it in the in the cupboard you know <laughs> someplace where you can in keep the nice safe dry area sure right? everything uh everything uh stays in good shape well there's a couple of reasons why you might want to move stuff around and okay. why you not want to have all your eggs in one basket um you know one thing is uh we've talked about this before but in emergency situations it's Somewhat legal for the government to come in and, and take your stuff and, and spread it
1: out to everybody else in the community. Uh, yeah. I think they came up with that ugly word hoarder, right? They right. like to say, well, you're hoarding supplies and it's mm-hmm. not fair. Why would it be fair for you to have tons of cool shit when the government doesn't have anything? I mean, they use every penny they get to take care of you and you go in and just, you know, take things and, you know, they're just so generous and kind sharing everything and you're just stockpiling everything and squirreling it away. You should be sharing too. Yeah. Not only that, but there's,
2: you know, there's also things, uh, things that you may own now that are legal may not always be legal. Um, you might have things in your basement that suddenly are worthless and, and, uh, You need to turn them in before you get caught or uh, find a place to put them where uh, people won't be digging around. Um, Chuck and I do this uh, podcast, so we're first on the list, man. They're going to show up at our house uh, as soon as anything goes wrong and try and snatch all our stuff up.
1: Well, the trick is to have a really big backyard. That's it. That (laughs) way, it's a little tougher to...
2: Yeah. Now, another reason you might want to do uh do you know a hidden cache is um you know in case you have to bug out. If you're bugging out and planning on going to another location, um you might want to stash some fuel someplace or uh, you know, some some things to bring along with you that you might not necessarily be able to throw in the uh in the truck on the way out, you know. If the gas stations are closed, um, you know, you might not be able to get where you're going on one tank of gas. Uh, things like that.
1: Also, sometimes just even cashing your supplies on your own property where, um, think if you're overrun or your house burns down or, you know, any number of events could play out where having a backup set of supplies that you can go back to, even if they're on the same property, But something you can go back and retrieve later, you know, instead of having your stockpile on display right in your, you know, what is it they say? Don't keep all your eggs in one basket. That's
2: right. That's right. Um, And another reason to have that is, uh, you know, if you just have a backup location, you know, a remote uh, survival location, um, you know, that's a good spot to have your, your caches at. Uh, one thing about burying it in your yard you want to be conscientious of is that, uh, you know, companies will come have a right to dig through your property in certain locations, you know, uh, when it comes to power lines and water lines and things like that. So you want to be conscientious of where those lines are, that somebody isn't accidentally digging up your stuff for you before, you're ready, before you want Yeah, it, or, you that
1: know. or... Uh... That you don't dig up the uh, phone lines that run through your front yard, or you know the power when lines, even worse, right? Right, um, When you're trying to bury your cash. Some of you guys who are a little less, uh, maybe in the contractor world or whatever, maybe you've noticed those stickers that say "Call eight one one before you, right, dig. Before you call dig." Call before yeah. you dig, right? Turns out. So I've actually called that number. I, I can tell you, I, I know you have too in your line of work. You've probably come across it as well. Um, mm-hmm. but when I bought my new property, you know, and when I was in New York, I, I knew, you know, where everything was, and we were pretty remote where there were no utilities and you know, no anything kind of out there. Everything you were on your own, you had to have your own well and septic, which I do here. But there's still, you know, power lines run throughout the property and, and here they are bar- buried as opposed to in New York. I had, you know, ones from the pole that you could see. Um, turns out trees fall down left and right where I live. So, you know, burying them is, is a better move. But what uh, what I noticed is when I called, it's supposed to notify everybody who could possibly have things buried on your property. And they have the opportunity, you're supposed to give them like a week, maybe it's two weeks to come out and do it, you know, to, to mark everything. Nobody showed up. One guy showed up at the very end and he ended up being from um, the, you know, call before you dig place. He wasn't from the power company. He wasn't from all those people said they tried to go and and that they couldn't get onto the property which is a total lie and whatever, but, you know, we won't talk about that because with COVID nobody was going out. There's always people here, you know, but uh, anyway, they did come out the guy from, uh, you know, from the eight one one or whatever, and they mark the lines and they tell you how deep they are. And, you know, a pretty good idea where everything is. That's pretty cool. Um, That's useful for anybody who's doing, you know, stuff on your property and any kind of work. That's something, you know, obviously I'm not going to call them every time I dig a hole, but now that I have an idea of where everything is, I know, Hey, I can, you know, go freely over here and dig without concern and other places Mm. I need to be more careful. Um, Like Kevin said, it's (laughs) great to make sure that somebody doesn't come along your find your stash and be like, Hey, look, somebody buried a box of money. Let me take that. Or, right. hey, here's five cans of ammo that uh, turns out, you know, ammo is a dollar around now, and I'd love to have that, you know. Mm-hmm. So a, a good way to protect your stuff is kind of by playing by the rules. So something to keep in mind. Doesn't cost you anything. Um, not something you can take advantage of all the time, but, you know, something you can do to kind of get a better idea of what's going on on your property. So what kind of stuff would you even put in? a cash Kevin. like like what do we
2: well you know it, it really depends on you and what you're what you're trying to accomplish you know if you're trying to to hide uh you know maybe you accidentally came upon some automatic weapons that you don't want to be in possession what five you know who knows who knows what could be happening um but there's a lot of different ideas you know i saw one guy um uh one guy had found a uh um, he had bought a one of those uh, storage lockers It yeah. had auction, auctioned off. You know, somebody had stopped paying for it and auctioned it off. And he found some stuff in there that uh, had some coordinates. Um, and it ended up being not too far from where he was in, in Utah. And uh, he went out there searching for it with a metal detector. And uh, he got a small hit and started digging. And he found a, a trash bag. And inside the trash bag was a big plastic uh case that was sealed shut and uh when he opened it up he found all sorts of stuff in there there were uh mre's um firearms you know handguns and ammo um had some uh water purification stuff some bottles of water and uh had two packages of ten thousand dollars each now that seems like a pretty good uh stash to find but i don't know that i would. I would uh, store a bunch of cash in a cache. Um, you know, well, I mean, it is
1: in the name. Twenty
2: grand, anyway. Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> That's it. Well, I mean, maybe five hundred bucks.
2: Yeah, if you bury some money in there uh, and you dig it up ten years later, that money's not going to be worth anywhere near what it was worth when you buried it. You know, inflation will rob you.
1: Down, and right? believe it or not, if you don't protect it well, money will deteriorate very quickly Mm -hmm. um Uh, so what i would go for is is you know let's start with the food you know
2: if you're burying stuff the main the main uh enemy is water you know you really want to keep the moisture out and we'll get into that a little bit further and you know in the podcast here but you when you're doing food you want to make sure you have something that's that's sealed up good like canned food can be good um dried sealed foods is what you want mres are, are really good because they're you know they're sealed in a heavy you know heavy plastic package okay um, another thing i wanted to would want to think about is like um water now you may not necessarily want to just bury bottles of water um they should be fine but it's you know it seems to me that that's you know unless you're out in a desert or something where you know it could be a real emergency when you get there i would focus more on like purification tablets and water filters and, um, you know, things like that. You know, yep. even even bottles and containers for yeah. it would be good. Uh, another good thing would be um, fire starters, uh, cigarette lighters, waterproof matches. Um, another idea is, is, along with that, with the warmth, is uh, maybe a good, you know, a good jacket or, uh, you know, sweatshirt or, you know, wool socks, things like that that you might not actually have a change of when you get there. Yeah. So I mean, those are those are some ideas to keep in mind. Um, we talked about uh, guns and ammo a little bit, but we should also touch on that because uh, you know water can really destroy a firearm real fast if you're not careful about it. Um, yeah. Same thing with ammo. You know, a little bit of rust on the casing of an ammo, and you could you know cause yourself an issue when uh, when you fire it off. It might you know might jam in the in the barrel, and it might you know might damage the gun just uh, just trying to use bad ammo. <laughs> um, another thing they I say think say keep about your
1: powder dry, right?
2: That's right, that's right. So you want to be conscientious with the guns and ammo that you really do a good job sealing them up well. And uh, um, Oil
1: is your it. friend when do you're you? storing guns. Um, that's right. You know, they say when you're storing your gun for, uh, you know, a longer term... When you clean it, you basically want to use almost twice the amount of oil that you normally would with a regular cleaning. Um, I leave it on really, you know, fairly thick, and then I go in and uh, clean it again before use. This is if I'm putting something away where I'm planning on not touching it for a year or more, Um, not, you know, in between shooting where I'm going to have that gun out in a month or less, then that's, you know. Not really a thing for me, but extra oil is definitely your friend when it comes to uh, protecting against moisture. It's one more layer. But if you allow any moisture to get in, because then what happens is you get condensation. Um, I used to see it, I'd work with uh, like air conditioning and stuff like that. People would think, oh, I'm going to protect my air conditioner by uh, putting a cover on it because they'll have these permanent ones that, you know, stay out all year. They'll put a cover on it and those ones are always destroyed, you know, come the spring. You always go out and it's just full of rust and they really, you know, get much worse than if you let it naturally, you know, rainfall on it and then dry off because the water sits because you'll basically get that condensation buildup. So if the humidity can get into the, you know, thing that you're burying, you're really asking for trouble and, you know, moisture just destroys so quickly right
2: right um yeah another good thing to have in those uh in a cache would be tools you know maybe tools that are heavy that you don't want to carry with you and you might be able to access later you know a lot of these caches are are great if you you know put them in smaller containers and and you know you can have like a like a multi-tool or something like that but if you have a bigger cache something like uh hatchets um axes uh we talked about firearms but tools like that where you uh that are bigger and you might not really want to have in your bug out bag because it's you know going to weigh you down this might be something uh, a good place to store those those types of items right um another good thing is things like fishing line uh fishing hooks um hand crank radios you know so you can hear what's going on. in the world when your batteries run out and you're out in the woods somewhere um another thing that i saw on uh, when i was reading up on this that i saw somebody had put in there was uh pornography really alcohol tobacco and weed mm-hmm. cannabis and they said that these are all things that would be good you know trading items which i agree but you know Maybe you just like porno, and, and uh, you need a magazine. You, can you do, need that.
1: Uh, well, you know, it's day. funny Funny you should say that. I was at work the other day and we had, uh, you know, they're, we do uh, <clears throat> when Christmas comes and whatever, the place that I work shuts down for normal production, but maintenance ends up using that time while they're shut down to do all the repairs. Mm-hmm. So, we end up putting in a lot of long days in a short period of time. So anyway, what they came up with was, you know, with OSHA and everything, we sent out these things about how, uh, you know, for safety, how we're going to deal with the stress of, uh, you know, working 10 hours a day for, you know, 30 days straight in a row. Cause believe it or not, that's about how long we do it. And, uh, so they're like, "How do you deal with that stress?" And I know one of my coworkers was, "Well, I plan to masturbate at lunch every day." <laughs> and so, you know, I imagine the end of the world would also be a stressful time, and that yeah, pornography might, you know, it might help you through. get there. There you go.
2: Yeah. Now, me personally, I don't, I don't feel like any of these item items are going to be very useful. But I mean, it really depends on your own situation when it comes to that sort of stuff.
1: (coughs) It's more just,
2: yeah. It's more of a if if you're looking to if you got some space left over there and you're looking for something to throw in there, um, you know, maybe alcohol would be a a good uh, good stash, you know, good thing to stash in there. But personally, I think that would be a waste of space for.
1: Well, here's the thing: if I was out digging in my yard and I came across. Five bottles of alcohol buried. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't complain. Yeah, I would find okay. that as a pleasant surprise. You know, uh-huh. come out of the ground. It's even chilled already. You know, I don't see a problem.
2: Yeah, you're already ready to go. Maybe bury a couple of nice uh, lowball glasses in there with the with the bottles, and then you're you're set for a good afternoon. There you go. <sighs> All right. So you know when it comes to these caches one of the main problems that that i see with these is that um the the cache itself the the container that you you're putting your stuff in deteriorates you know the stuff breaks right. down uh ground shifts um you know streams flood and and you know might pick up your your box up out of the ground and move it you know 500 yards down the uh down the stream bed uh so you do have to be conscientious of where you're putting it and make sure you can find it because, you know, it's kind of fucking stupid if you have all your stuff and, uh, you know, you have to spend three days digging fucking holes all over the place looking for it, you know. Mm. So make sure it's something you can track down. Um, You can put it someplace with, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, metal over top of it, you know. Uh, I saw some of the guys were burying uh, old stuff that they were finding in the area, you know, like uh, old uh, soda cans and things like that. So that if a metal detector guy did come out there, he would be finding that stuff first. But also, yeah. you would be able to find it with a metal detector because you know the general area that it's in. And once you get that metal hit, you know that, you know, it's a foot below that can.
1: Yeah. So it's it's know. funny. One of my neighbors came up to me the other day and was like, Hey, you know, on my, you actually had a business card made up and whatever. And I don't know. It had some thing that he is but it, it basically is somebody that likes to play with metal detectors whatever that means and he had a business card made up about you know whatever so he's like oh you know I, I know that your your property has you know buildings that are hundreds of years old on it and i'd love to you know come out and see what you know what i can find in your property and I was thinking, gee, after working on my rusty truck from New York, there's so many little pieces of metal all over the yard. He's gonna be hitting
2: that everywhere.
1: He's gonna be hitting it everywhere. I'm like, well, um I know that one time I, I lost a, uh, a a ring and I went out with the metal detector to try and find it, and it ended up being where like they keep trash, like where the garbage cans were. And there was so much stuff buried there, little bottle caps and little pieces of garbage and everything that, man, everything hit with the metal detector. And there'd always be something there, but it was like, you know, little garbage. Um, One of the things I I feel like if you took a handful of coins and just threw them out every, you know, couple of places in the property, you could really uh, mess with somebody with a metal detector. That's all I'm saying. Yeah,
2: you know, and, and you could do, you know, you can do a lot of stuff, you know, you can, you know, say, uh, you know, 15 feet from this oak tree or, right. you, know, uh, you know, pile rocks up in a way that doesn't look too unusual, but unusual enough that you know you can spot it, you know. Um, things like that, you know, little tricks like that, but, you know, you have to also be conscientious that if you're digging underneath the tree, you're going to have to deal with roots. If you're digging, you know, if you're digging in certain areas, you're going to have, you know certain issues a lot of places are so rocky that you can only get down you know a few feet you know with it with some real back breaking work you know right so it is something to be conscientious about um now we're talking about burying things but that isn't the only way you can hide a cache um, Uh uh-huh. you know i've seen people uh who, who was on the uh facebook page uh, a couple of weeks ago was it brian that was putting uh some pvc pipe together um Gluing and caps on the end of either one, uh, those are, that's a really good way to do a, do a cache, you know, cause that, that PVC pipe is thick enough that it's not gonna break, it's not gonna rust, it's not porous that it's gonna let water in. Um, but, you know, I've seen people take those and hang them up in trees. You know, if you paint it all brown or whatever, you know, similar color to the bark and you hang it up in a tree, it's not gonna be real visible, but you wanna be conscientious that you're not using uh, like hemp rope. Uh, you wanna right. use- You know, you want to use like a plastic based rope, nylon or something like that. That's not going to not going to rot with when it gets wet. Um, But there's three basic basic materials that you can use as a container. So there's wood, Um, you know, wood's wood's good, sturdy stuff. But, you know, it is porous uh, and it absorbs water. And if you're burying it in a wet area, that wood's going to decompose real fast. So you want to be conscientious of of that. You know, and, and metal has a similar situation where it can rust. Um, now, if you have a good paint job on your metal and you have it, you know, real sealed up, or you have stainless steel or something like that, it's gonna it's gonna do a much better job, you know, standing up to the elements underground uh, for an extended period of time. Um, but I was looking at a I uh, uh, was looking at some time capsules that they had done. One was out in uh, Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, in okay. nineteen seven. They buried a a drum and a uh, Plymouth Belvedere, and they had a raffle to see who would win it in 50 years. And um, 50 years later, when they dug it up, 2007, uh, water had gotten in there and just destroyed that Plymouth. Uh, you know, they took it to shops, and the, there is nobody that that would be able to do anything to fix that thing back up. And right. it was just, it was just destroyed. Water is is your enemy. You know, it will, it will destroy your your stuff so you really want to be conscientious about uh, about sealing up your cachet you you know you don't want to just throw all all that shit in the garbage that you uh that you're saving especially if it's something you know valuable like uh you know firearms you know that's that can be a lot of money just thrown right in the fucking garbage because uh you know because some water got in there and and ate up your stuff
1: yep no, uh, that's it. You know, it's like, yeah, I could, I could dig a uh, root cellar, and I could mm-hmm. dig a pond, and I'm like, I'm not sure what the difference would be when I dig them. And you're like, wait a minute, you know, right. you're definitely, you got to realize water wants to, you know, fill holes when it rains and mm-hmm. whatever, and and that moisture is going to find a way to get in, right? And right. I know my my property
2: here where I'm at. You know, I've got about three feet before I start hitting the water table. So right. So digging in my backyard and putting stuff in my backyard is not going to be something I'm going to be doing. It's going to be – I'm going to have to find a different location uh, for any of my caches.
1: Um, when another- you look at, at uh, Kevin's backyard and you see a big pile of dirt that looks like a 55-gallon <laughs> drum kind of spread out, uh, yeah. you'll know what's going on there. You'll be like, oh, we'll yeah, I wonder – that's a weird, like maybe an anthill or something. Not sure what's happening.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's it. I'll, op- I'll just
1: set fire ants on top of mine, and there you go. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: the other uh, option is plastic. Now, plastic really holds up well underground. You know, they used to say they
1: used to have commercials. Plastic is forever. Right. Turns out they don't use those commercials anymore cuz turns out forever was like 10 15 years and then
2: yeah it doesn't doesn't last forever. Um, but no, it does hold up every, very well. Thick plastic, you know. You don't want to yeah. just wrap your things in a in a garbage bag and throw it in the ground and expect that that's going to Right. There are
1: different grades of plastic. Um but mm-hmm. anyway, go on.
2: Those 55 gallon drums that you're talking about actually are a really good quality plastic to bury you know but you also have to be conscientious when you're burying something like that you got to dig a hole for a 55 gallon drum it's a big asshole you
1: know it's a big asshole
2: um and rodents can chew through plastic and they will chew through plastic if they you know if they have a a reason to, to do it
1: so um so i used to uh have chickens well i still have chickens but uh at a different location i had chickens and occasionally uh one would die you know nature would come and and take it and whatever so i'd take it and bury it turns out even up to like two feet odds are something would come in the night coyotes whatever foxes Mm -hmm. and they would dig it up and and they would take it so two feet their sense of smell is phenomenal and you got to realize animals will dig up your cache if you do not protect it and so needs to be deep enough covered maybe hard enough for them to get at you know if you had like a sheet of plywood or something over it and then mm-hmm. dirt you know what i'm saying you put right. your cache in the ground then you put plywood and whatever something that it's going to make it a little tougher for something to dig into now they do have like ground penetrating radar, but you got to remember what kind of resources does somebody come and look in looking at your backyard have to, you know, figure out what you got hidden. Um, you right. do want a small footprint. You do want, uh, you know, to make it so that metal detector and things like that, it's not going to be blatantly obvious. But again, if you have a big area, you know, who knows? Um, anyway, something to think about, uh, you know, I, I don't know why you'd ever want to bury anything. You should just leave everything on your front porch for everybody to see. Is what I always say.
2: Right, right. Just leave it out.
1: Leave we'll it see out. Happy
2: for the porch pirates. Now, uh, I think that um, you know, I think that metal. Uh, I, I had seen some uh, some people that had been built uh, or some buried some metal canisters, and what they were using was um uh, it was a. Um, something the U S military was military surplus and they got it for about 12 bucks, but it was about 36 inches long and about six inches in diameter. And it was used to, uh, store charges for, um, uh, for tanks and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was real cheap. It was heavy duty. It was thick and it had like a sealed, uh, sealed lid yeah. with a rubber seal. Now
1: I always see like really missile cases. Right. Um, I see the the missile storage cases, things like that. I see, uh, I don't know, all kinds of military surplus. They have a lot of different things that'd be excellent for burial. Um, Mm -hmm. the other thing is you're going to want to put in some kind of, uh, moisture absorber inside. You know, a lot of people say, you know, you can buy those, what is it? Uh, desiccant packets or what are they called? I don't know. Anyway. And, uh, you could buy, uh, they have bags and stuff you see with like the gun safes that they're always trying to sell you to put in there to absorb, absorb moisture. Also uh, the poor man's version is they say, just take like a sock and put a bunch of rice in it. The rice Mm -hmm. will absorb the uh, moisture. And you know, that's something you might want to consider, but definitely having something that you can seal up and you want to put it in there. You don't want to go out there and close it up on the hot, humid day when things are, you know, brutal you want to have it dry going in Mm -hmm. and then you know when you seal it up so just be aware of what you're doing and you know conscious of it but being able to bury something that you can completely seal and that you know even if it has like rubber gaskets and stuff you want something that's not going to deteriorate or dry rot and turn into nothing
2: well you know one of the other options is is not burying it at all you know you could put your cache um you know Someplace that's off the beaten path, you know underneath some trees and, and cover it up with a camo tarp, and you know as long as you uh don't have a, a whole lot of food smells coming there, you know the animals aren't really gonna try and get in there um you know just make sure everything's sealed up good you know especially even if you have metal containers, they're not gonna rust as as fast if they're above ground with a tarp over top of them yeah you know it's it's a good way to uh to store stuff in and then you don't have to bring a shovel with you when you're uh you know, when you're going to find your cache, you can just roll up on it and open it up and, and get what you need.
1: So you're saying when you're exhausted and you just hiked five miles to get to your location, bad guys are chasing you, whatever. You, you also don't have to dig three feet down in the ground. That's that right. That might be man. a better That's way right. to go. All right. I see that you have options yeah. here.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you run the risk of somebody stumbling upon that a lot more than, uh, accidentally digging up your, your cache. But, yeah. um, you know, I think a lot of us, you know, that are in the prepper, uh, community live in more rural areas where you can yeah. kind of get out in the middle of nowhere where nobody's, nobody's going for the past hundred years and probably nobody will walk through there in the next hundred years. Yeah. You know, you go find it, find a trail and, and, uh, you know, take a hundred yards to the left or right someplace. And, um, that, you know, that could be a pretty good spot that would be unfound for, for a while.
1: Unfound until you want it to be right. Right. So no, not bad. So that's what I got today. I don't know. Got anything else you want to uh, share with us?
2: No, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today.
1: All right. Sounds good, man. All right. So with that, stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week.
2: Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self Defense Radio Network.